everyone, and welcome to Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. I'm Pete Chianka. I'm here, as always, with Dave London. Hi, Dave. Hey, Pete. How are you? Um, we are not uh, wandering around the mall, as you might have uh, surmised hearing the, the background. We are at the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo. I got that right, right? Mice. Yeah, I think that does fit. <laughs> yes, very good. It is uh, at Lesley University in Cambridge. It is uh, Sunday, October 21st and uh, it is unbelievable I mean the unbelievable crowd here this is and this is the second day of a two day the second afternoon of a full two-day affair and it is as hopping as ever yeah we had interviewed Shelley Paraline and Braden Lamb who are involved in the planning uh, they're local uh, illustrators and, and cartoonists last month and we're here today in person they're actually still local illustrators and <laughs> they are this did not end last month but they are here today running around like crazy getting people what they need and there's literally I, I think they said 200 artists you know who are displaying here we have workshops we have panels did they have anything like this when we were when we were kids when you were a fledgling I, cartoonist did you, you have these you know I, I never heard of anything like this no, I think I took some cartooning class at the local rec center and we learned how to draw a snowman I think that was sort of <laughs> I, you know, that was one thing I could draw. The three circles. <laughs> exactly. The dots. Right. I was actually in a hat. You know, the treasure was pretty much square. So we were good, we were good there. Um, well, here they have, you know, people, they're learning to ink. They're learning to use uh, different kinds of uh, paper and brushes. They're learning digital stuff. I mean, it's... How to make a graphic novel. Yep. How to, and, and market it, which is the... A <laughs> key. That's right. It's not just making it, it's making money on it. Right, exactly. So we're going to talk to some folks here over the course of the day. A number one there, sort of keynote speaker, Keith Knight, who's a fantastic cartoonist who is uh, funny, talented, and deals with some some pretty weighty social issues uh, in, in his work, but manages to often keep it light, not all the time, but often. And it's, a, it's an interesting balancing act. So we'll be talking to him. We're talking to some of the organizers here, some of the creators. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hey, we are back at ICE with Keith Knight, who you probably know from his Nightlife comic strip, which runs around the country in the Washington Post, San Francisco Chronicle, lots of big newspapers. There's still newspapers out there. And uh, he also does web comics such as Think and the K Chronicles, which deal with some, some weightier issues. So we're happy to talk to him. We just want to talk to you um, a little bit about, like, I, I, what, what I really enjoy about your work is, you know, you somehow find take serious issues and find a way to sort of make people think but make them funny at the same time. And I think that is such a huge, to me, that would be such a huge challenge. Well, you know, I want people to, to understand that, like, not, I don't do that with air, with all of them. I mean, there's, right. there's ones that aren't funny at all. And then people are like, oh, comics are supposed to be funny. And I explain to them, like, no, comics don't have to be funny. Comics can be informative. They can be sad. They can be touching. They can be all these different things. I like to use humor because it, humor makes hard issues go down a little bit uh, softer. And, uh, and I consider cartoonists to be sort of modern-day court gestures. So we can sort of take shots at folks that, that will end up, you know, in other, other professions end up being uh, tortured and uh, dismembered. <laughs> so um, 
you know. And, and uh, unfortunately, that that's a realistic statement. That at one point, that would have been exaggeration. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I've been on panels with cartoonists who had to leave the country because their their government was going after them for a cartoon they did. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm fortunate that it's not gotten to that point here yet, but um, you know if, if the way things are going, it wouldn't surprise me if it did. It's it's a scary time for artists, journalists. It's it's you know, and I hear this from a lot for of everybody, yeah. for everybody. I think not only not only for people who are are direct victims of this, but also the indirect reality of people who never consider themselves to be racist Mm -hmm. or fascist, but are looking around and justifying what's going on and saying to to themselves, oh, okay, maybe I am fine with this. Maybe I don't want any of this taken away, even though none of it will be taken Mm -hmm. away. But, you know, if you scare people enough saying, oh, you know, this caravan of people are coming to, and they're gonna come and they're gonna take your job. You right, know? right. It's such silly bullshit. Oh, right. sorry. No, absolutely. You get that. So I guess so. Then what, what becomes your role then? So you see all this happening, and you sit, you sit down to the to the drawing board. Well, I, I think there's a number of different roles that you could take. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have a stage, have a venue for me to get my stuff up. But everybody does. I mean, you know, that's what the internet's for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suggest not arguing with people on the internet. I, I suggest arguing with people in person, <laughs> you know, and just like addressing this stuff in person because the internet is just a, a hole of, of bullshit. Um, I, I just know that, you know, when you engage people in person, they're not as cruel. Uh, and you can, you can discuss things with them and they actually might actually think about it a little bit longer and and more thorough and people say what can I do I can't do anything but I I got a Facebook message about a year ago from somebody I went to college with a long time ago like 30 years ago probably and she said you know Keith uh, I just want to say that when we were in college I was telling a, a joke that um that you point, you know, you explained to me why I didn't think it was funny and why it was offensive. And she said, you didn't do it in any, like, angry way. You didn't say, you just explained it. And she said, I, you know, I never thought of it that way. And it made her reconsider, like, all the jokes mm-hmm. that her family would say. And she started calling people out on stuff. Yeah. She says now, like, she's got, you know, she, her kids play with all these kids of different races and all this different stuff. And she said, like, she said that that changed me, that that one time that you, that you said that to me. And, you know, I was probably stoned at the time. <laughs> but that but little stuck thing. stuck with her. Yeah, that mm. little thing stuck with her. And, yeah. and so, you don't know, like, you know, everyone always talks about, oh, I can't say anything to my racist granddad because uh, my racist aunt. If you said something to them, they may be pissed. They may, you know, but they'll think twice about saying that again, at least in front of you. And they might, even if it's a little bit of a change. And, and that's the thing is the most obnoxious, terrible people are the loudest people right now. And 
the good people have to start being allowed mm. to. I know it's against <laughs> our nature, <laughs> but it's to be, and you know, we have to be louder, mm -hmm. frankly. We have to be louder. Um, do you know I'm just come from a completely opposite question standpoint. Yes. I, I tend to ask more uh, technical questions of artists and materials they like to draw with. Do you, are you old school? Do you use old school materials? Are you electronic? What's your... Yeah, old choice? school materials, but then I scan and I fix things up in Photoshop and, and do that stuff. But even Photoshop's old school these days, yes. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I still sell originals and, and stuff like that and just, I don't know, I mean, I was raised on doing stuff uh, by hand and, and so I, I can understand if, if people are coming up today, but at this point, you know, I have a lot of original art that is for sale if anybody wants to buy it, <laughs> anyone wants to buy it. On the upper level of the uh, mice. <laughs> but yeah, I just... They're, they're getting sloppier with age, but uh, I still like, you know, the original drawing, the original art stuff. And, I, and I've and i got all these notebooks now, too. I'm ready to buy my house in the south of France with my <laughs> notebooks. So. I don't know if France is the place to be these days. But. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if here's the place to be these days. So, yeah. Just one more quick question about you. Now you did a panel today on uh, police brutality that you that you put together. How did that go? Maybe just talk a little bit about. Oh uh, yeah, know, it, it, it went, went great. It, it went great, and I appreciate um, uh, the folks giving me the opportunity to do it because um, it's interesting to do it at a comic book convention where you know people are generally. This is. I did it at San Diego Comic Con. You know, people are going there for the fantasy thing. And mm -hmm. I got a standing ovation. It was like completely insane. And I think that there are people that, sure, it's great to be in the whole fantastical fantasy world and everything. But I also think that people want to engage in reality, too, and, and like in, in different ways. Because I think I think one of the biggest problems in this country is being able to talk about race in this country in a sincere way, mm -hmm. and uh, and using this this medium to address that type of stuff, and also mental health issues. I'm seeing like a lot of people doing stuff about mental health mm -hmm. and about identity, gender equality, and all that different stuff. It's great. Like this is the this is this this is the meat and potatoes. Like that should be a part of of the dialogue of comics and so I, I was it went really great I'm gonna be back here doing it again in the spring like at a couple of colleges just because of, of, of this event here and well, my you want to make a plug for where you're doing it? Um, uh, oh it, it, it's not set in it's not set in stone yet like we don't know the dates or anything but uh, I can let you know yes absolutely absolutely but yeah my college roommates came and you know I got to make fun of them a little bit and, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully they learn something. They're at the bar right now. I'm gonna go join them for uh, a quickie, but uh, I gotta get back and then Excellent. sell more stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. This yeah, is awesome. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are uh, continuing our day here at MICE, the Massachusetts Independent Comet Expo. Um, and we are here with Ed Shems, who is the special guest coordinator 
He is the guy in charge of wrangling the very special guests that they uh, they have here. There's so many uh, luminaries in the comics world. Do you guys sit down with uh, ideas of people in mind that you're going to approach, or how does that come together? Yeah, we start out with a wish list of people who we think are a really good match for mice and who we'd love to see and who we're fans of. And um, But it also has to do a lot with who is publishing something towards, towards our show, uh, in the general area of the show. Um, and then from there, we just kind of, and, and then that's a big list. It's a, it's a really, and it's a beautiful list. And it's heartbreaking when we cross pe- certain people off the list because we know that they're not available or whatever, for whatever other reasons. And then we just whittle it down and, and we start asking. And also, um, like Shelley Paraline, who is one, who is one of the co-directors, she goes to shows, other shows, and she'll meet certain artists and writers and she'll start a conversation there. And that's how we sometimes wrangle uh, certain guests to come. Mm-hmm. And, because, and on top of that, we have, we have a reputation of, of being a good show, which mm-hmm. I'm really proud of. And, uh, and I don't mean for that to sound like we're patting ourselves on the back, but we're just we're proud to be that kind of show where yep. people hear good things and they want to exhibit mm-hmm. here. And, and we strive to keep it that way, mm-hmm. you know, keep everyone happy. I mean, you can see just looking around here, we're here on the, the Sunday afternoon. It's been going strong now for, strong. for a day and a half, and it looks like it hasn't let up from the, no. from the looks of it. No, and, and I don't know what the weather's like because I haven't looked outside it's in chilly. like 20 hours. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and on a chilly day, and I came in when it was still a little bit rainy, and we were wondering whether or not people would still brave the, the weather, but it's been crowded since we almost since we opened Mm -hmm. and it's really exciting so i just want to ask how has it changed over the years how has mice changed in your experience so i have only been in this position for three years before that i was i was a a happiness officer so that just means i went around and i (laughs) made sure people had water and fed them and ran errands for them and then before that i was an attendee and so I don't know that I've seen enough to be able to answer that, but I can tell you why I became involved. And when I was an, att- an attendee, I was so impressed with the caliber of the workshops. You know, I was kind of new to the independent comic scene, but the workshops just blew me away. And I, I turned to someone and I was like, these are free? You know, you just walk into this workshop and you learn so much, or, or a panel discussion, and you, and you are so enlightened afterwards. Um, which I know that's kind of a big word, but, uh, and it's just so, it was, it, it was, it, it's the kind of show that I recognize that I would love to be a part of, mm-hmm. you know, something so positive, happy people, smiling people, and it has continued there's that way. There's an actual job title involving happiness. Yeah, there's a happiness mean. officer, there's a lead <laughs> happiness officer, uh, Jordan, who's, who's the happiest person you've ever met, and, and I mean that only in a great way, and, and just to be around, um, happy people smiling people is just and do you know doing and looking at uh, comics and graphic novels mm-hmm. it's what a way to spend uh, a couple days although we spend many many months <laughs> planning right. this nearly a year every year planning mm-hmm. the next one now are you a, a practitioner of the comic arts or, or just a fan i'm an, i'm a freelance illustrator mm-hmm. i illustrate uh, middle grade books and I do animations for various companies Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of graphic design and I do poster illustration so yeah I I, I, and I'm now I've been inspired by mice to 
uh, start my own graphic novel. So I've been working on it, and I found a literary agent, and oh. I just need to finish my proposal and then put it out there. Is it is it is it drawn and drawn and done? And you just no. And we had a uh, professional development mm -hmm. seminar this morning with Gina Gagliano from Random House Graphic. And one of the things that she was saying was, it's better not to be done. It's better to have the first chapter or the first 10, I see. 10 pages with a summary of what this book is going to be about so that the editors can kind of help mold it mm -hmm. and help. And, and, you know, her example was, what if the editor thinks that this character would be better as an old man? And, you know, in my head, I was picturing it starts out as a cat and becomes an old man. And how do you do that if you've already created 200 pages? <laughs> right. And her right. point was, you know, if it's a prose novel, you just go in there and do a, a find, you know, find all the times that this person's mentioned and just change that. But in a graphic novel, that's right. quite a lot more work. I was just thinking, since you have your own business of illustration, do you want to plug your website or your contact oh, info sure. in case people want to look you up? <laughs> I'm Ed Fred Ned. And the reason why I'm Ed Fred Ned is because my Ed stuff is my kid stuff, my Fred stuff is my adult, and but not not too adult. And my Ned stuff is my graphic design. Perfect. So I'm Ed Fred Ned everywhere. Perfect. Well, when when you're ready to, to publish, you have to get back in touch with us. And oh, that'd be great. We could talk about that then. All right. Well, Ed, thank you so much for sitting down with us for a few minutes. This was great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Oh, we love it. Hey, gang. It's Pete here from Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. Thanks for listening, as always. A quick public service announcement. I don't want you to miss the latest issue of Comic Strip Cartoonist Magazine. Um, it's a magazine that we have worked with a little bit since we got going on this podcast. It's just a terrific edition, and you should have subscribed by now. But if you haven't, you still can, and you can get this uh, edition too before it sells out. Come to our website, petpeevescomic.com slash podcast, and you will find a link to Comic Strip Cartoonist, and you will learn all about how you can get your own copy. All right, we're, so we just stopped by uh, to say hi to George O'Connor. Is that your name? Yes. I'm ready, reading the sign, but I don't want to jump to any conclusions. It's also on your chest. I'm seeing great zombies in history, which is what caught my eye, but maybe you could talk a little bit about your work and what, what you do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so my imprint is Homeless Comics. You can find us at homelesscomics.com. And we've got a bunch of different series out there. Uh, like you said, great zombies in history. It's an anthology I got to be a part of. Uh, nine different stories, and we're just explaining what our textbooks refuse to tell us, which is the truth, <laughs> that we all know zombies have played a bigger role in historical events than anyone's willing to admit. So how has the response been at MICE uh, this weekend? I love MICE. This has been such a wonderful weekend. Um, what's great about the show is no matter what you're into, and you think I'm the only one that's into it, you're going to find like three or four artists who are making a thing based on that thing that you think no one else is into. Um, and so the variety is great. The vibe is wonderful. Like, you know, I, I will do the bigger shows around town, but we need shows like Mice to counterbalance where everybody can just kind of relax and, you know, we can just have conversations like this. Mm -hmm. You can calmly browse and discover something, you know, you're, you're going to find your new favorite thing that you had no idea was going to be your new favorite thing until 30 seconds ago. So, I mean, what the heart of Mice is wonderful and it, it surpassed my hopes for what the weekend was going to be. Alright, sure. Well, thank you so much thank for you. the time. 
Okay, we are back here at MICE and we are talking to Zach Clemente, one of the members of the organizational committee here at MICE who puts this whole thing together, who makes the magic happen, as they say. And uh, this is, you know, we're just, you know, Dave has been here before, I hadn't, I'm blown away. What kind of work goes into putting this thing together? Well, it's a lot, and it's a lot like on the fly. It's always great. I know a lot of people who are tabling and whatnot, and one of our main goals is to make sure that our exhibitors are happy. Happy exhibitors mean happy attendees and all that good stuff. Um, but ultimately, uh, if everyone's like, oh, it's so smooth, I'm like, I'm glad you're seeing that because in the background, <laughs> it's like, what's happening here? Who's doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a lot of work. We sort of start working uh, probably at the beginning of the year. We really start like, we start cranking and getting like maybe one, one every two week or one every month meetings going. We start figuring out who our guests are going to be. We start figuring out what kind of focus we want to have on certain things. I like try to organize the show in our heads and our minds and, um, in our schedules, in a sense, um, working with Leslie to make sure with the space. But like, it's kind of year round. We're always thinking about mice. Like, you know, during the off 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 season, quote unquote, I'll be like, oh, this, they'll be a good guest. Oh, I love them to come to mice. I'll make sure they apply sort of thing. Or, oh, I want to do this for uh, one of our programs. It's always it's always going on constantly. You never really stop thinking about it. But the work itself really kicks into gear. Like the around April is when we start opening up application windows. We, we do a fully curated show. Um, so we look at everybody's application and we sort of say yes or no based on a lot of different factors. And that starts in April. So that's basically when the show starts for us. Mm -hmm. um, like actually we start meeting every two weeks um, and figuring out everything we can <laughs> before the before the day of and what are these last month or two been like uh pretty pretty hectic especially for me <laughs> like I, I me personally i've had a very hectic past two months i started a new job i was traveling for different shows um i've done all these other different things um so i i had to make sure to always be on top of mice and make sure that uh none of the things i am usually responsible for get dropped but a lot of what i do is really on the day of i do a lot of work during the show mm -hmm. and the week leading up to it so i made sure that was all like blocked off and clear mm -hmm. yeah because it's, it's all all the volunteer effort we're all it's a nonprofit we don't make it we don't we don't personally then the people running don't make any money off of this um, it's all just pushing pushing goodwill and, and love into the community and it feels that way even the exhibitors are saying mm -hmm. you know this is the, you know yeah I'll go to the bigger shows but th this is what it's all about yeah like a good example of that is a uh, Nate Powell who does March who we had as a guest a couple years back um, he reapplied again just to be here and he was saying like oh yeah next year I want to take a year off but I want to come back to my like, that's, that's so sweet to hear and I it's love nice. that Carlson Nate's just an amazing amazing human being and mm -hmm. a wonderful cartoonist and a great person what are some other highlights one or two from the from oh, yesterday sure. and today that um, you uh, maybe came came as unexpected oh even well after all that planning um, <laughs> I miss always a few things like you miss you miss some tech pickup or something or you have to figure some things out on the fly and it's all a little bit of like making sure that none of us we're all we're all trying to keep each other in check and make sure none of us get too manic or confused or upset about certain things that have to happen and so like you know I'll talk you know Ed or Shelley down make sure things are good but then they'll talk me down 10 minutes later and <laughs> just like okay we're good we're good um, but I took part in the Iron Cartoonist which is something that Zach Giolongo does a lot it's a really fun program it's it's not just a mice thing he runs it at a few shows but the mice one's the biggest and the loudest and I've been part of that for a couple of years where I, I sort of like help him out on the on the fly and we do like a Zach said this Zach said that kind of like weird and that's uh, where you get that they give an uh, artist a prompt right yeah yeah it gets it gets it gets pretty raucous and loud and like we try to interrupt them and stuff it's a lot of fun um, and today has been really good like I I run the cartoonarium which is a live uh, drawing sort of like side situation where people can sort of hang out with artists and, and interrupt them and ask them questions about their process and that is how we design it and I'm really happy about the group of people we got it's a really really interesting like selection of people that come from all different 
backgrounds, all different, you know, art interests, and some of them are very, like, traditional cartooning, some of them are, like, very manga influenced and do a lot of, like, really nice brushwork. We had Tilly Walden, who's one of our guests, mm-hmm. do it, and I had no idea, but she goes straight to inks, and that is terrifying to me, <laughs> and really amazing. Um, it was, it's been so good to, like, just see all that's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> seeing it, seeing her do it live and then talk about it was really wonderful and, and really inspiring and also kind of just, like, watching someone, like, skydive without any safety net <laughs> or anything. Do you have a sense of how many people have come to visit Mice? So, I, I have a pretty good idea. I tend to be the best guesser. We always do a guess <laughs> at the end of the show because uh, we use um, little stickers to track mm-hmm. attendance because it's not a register show so we just give people stickers. And it's hard to know the exact actual number because we don't know the overlap from Saturday to Sunday. We just know the stickers we gave out. So last year we broke 3,000. So I'm pretty certain we broke 32, 33 this year. Right. Um, but that's all... No, Not a single one of the organizers sees the whole show. We just mm-hmm. can't. We're mm-hmm. all doing our own thing. So it's hard to tell from our perspectives how busy it was, but it was very busy this year. Like, it was great. That's excellent. Well, we're, we were glad we could be here, and thank you very much for talking about Absolutely. For a couple of minutes. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Yeah, great. no, thank you Good so much. Yeah, thank you, too. Thanks so much. All right. And everybody else, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we, If you didn't get to MICE this year, get here next year because you're missing out. Yeah. We'll talk to you next month on Strip Search. <laughs>